You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We've begun our fall fundraiser here at WDET, and we're talking a lot about the role we play as an independent, nonprofit news organization here in Detroit. But we also want to highlight the role that all nonprofits play in this community, and we're asking those organizations to join us on the show to talk about their missions and the services they provide here in Metro Detroit. Today, we're putting the spotlight on Freedom House Detroit, which houses and provides services to asylum seekers who arrive here in Southeast Michigan. It's an organization that was threatened by a possible funding cut earlier this year, which would have meant it had to dramatically scale back the services it provides to asylum seekers. But a public campaign to raise awareness about the threat to the organization helped stave off those cuts. So Freedom House is still with us, still doing the work that it's doing. And joining me now to talk about that work and the future is TJ Rogers. He is the program manager at Freedom House. TJ, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you. Good morning. How are yeah. you doing? Great. Uh, so we haven't actually had you guys in the studio to talk about Freedom House since that uh, potential crisis, right. uh, that funding crisis that, that, that came up earlier this year. At that point, we were sort of thinking about, uh, we were sort of thinking about, you know, maybe maybe Freedom House not being with us mm-hmm. in the same way uh, that, it, that it has been. Talk about what happened and the, I guess, the footing that you guys are on now. Yeah, so um, back in December, we received notice that our funding was going to be cut, and it was just three months' notice. So as you, as you said, we were quite alarmed. Um, launched this campaign because had we not uh, raised the funds or had our, the funding reinstated, we would have had to reduce the scope of services we offer, which would have been devastating to the community which we serve because, as, as you know, right, we are the only organization in the country that provides shelter, legal aid, and a full scope of comprehensive services to asylum seekers at no charge. Yeah. And, and so if we were to force to close or not offer these services, people would have nowhere else to go. Um, and so the, the decision came with a three months notice because of the housing priorities that HUD has in place and, and the populations that they wish to focus on specifically here in Detroit. Yeah. And so, go, yeah. go ahead. And so uh, generally speaking, we, we agree with, with what they want to focus on. However, recognizing that we are the only organization to work with this population. And so understandably, we're not a target population because we're the only one. Yeah. And so in, in recognizing all of that, it was our hope that both HUD and, and the COC would recognize the unique role we play here in the community. Sure, sure. Uh, talk more about that population that you serve at Freedom House. That's one of the things that I find so moving about the place is the stories of the people who come there. And then of course the stories of what life they find here in Detroit after, after they get here. Right. So I guess for starters, an asylum seeker, who is it real fast? It's an individual who has been um, persecuted by their own government or another group or entity that the government can't control. And so um, that persecution is usually on account of one's race or ethnicity, nationality, political opinion, religious affiliation, or um, so-called membership within a particular social group, which at Freedom House increasingly is members of the LGBT community as well as related to one's profession. And so when these individuals flee their country and arrive in the United States, um, in the case of Freedom House, on a valid visa through port of entry, etc., They're different from a resettled refugee in that they're seeking that legal protected status here as opposed to a resettled refugee which is designated as such prior to arrival. 
And so in terms of how that plays out and the importance of the, the work we provide at Freedom House is that asylum seekers, until their case is adjudicated and they receive a decision, they're not entitled to any state or federal assistance. And so these other housing models that HUD is focusing on, our residents would not qualify for. And so increasingly, um, with, with the delays in immigration processing cases for anybody seeking any sort of immigration relief or protection, individuals seeking asylum are waiting between three and five years for a decision. And so if, if our services weren't offered between three and five years, individuals would have nowhere to turn for shelter, right? And then all of the holistic services that are necessary to, to help individuals who are survivors of trauma heal from their wounds begin to learn the necessary skills to, to apply their significant degree of professional experience and education here in the U.S. to become a contributing member in our community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the things that I think the president has sparked with the language he uses mm -hmm. about immigrants is this fear about who they are and why they want to come here, this idea that uh, these are people who pose a threat to Americans and perhaps to to America. It's such an, It stands in such contrast, I think, to the population at Freedom House. Uh, and and all, you do, all you have to do is go talk to somebody who's, who's there to, to see that. Exactly, exactly. I would, I would encourage and invite anybody who shares the, the belief of this administration to reach out to organizations doing this work to meet the individuals that we are um, broadly painting with, with a you know, single stroke of a brush. Um, and, and also ask these individuals to really step back and think with, with the, the rhetoric of this current administration, the, the courage that the, the, these individuals are fleeing, that they have to flee their country to a land where, quite frankly, they know the administration doesn't want them, right? And so in interacting with these individuals and learning about their family history, their education, their, their hopes and dreams and aspirations, you really begin to realize that they're no different than you and I. Just the, the set of circumstances and, quite frankly, the, the oppressive governments and dictatorships that they're fleeing force them into these situations. And so we need to make sure that, you know, we don't fall into those same patterns and routines. Sure. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is TJ Rogers. He's a program manager at Freedom House. Uh, he's here talking about the work that Freedom House does. We are fundraising here at WDET for our fall fundraiser, a little more urgent fundraiser than we normally have because a change in the structure of our funding means that we need Far more support from listeners, listeners of this show, listeners of all the other content that we have on WDET. But during that fundraising time, we also want to put the spotlight on what the role that all nonprofits play here in Metro Detroit. And today we are looking at Freedom House, uh, which is a place for asylum seekers here in Metro Detroit. If you want to join the conversation, talk about the current immigration climate, talk about the idea of refugees and what role they play in America, what role we have traditionally played in the world in accepting refugees. Do you think what President Trump is talking about is altering those roles or is altering the character of this nation uh, in trying to talk about uh, changing those roles? Uh, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, 
immigration is, as I said, has just become a huge, huge issue uh, in this country. I'm wondering what the residents at Freedom House now are talking about uh, in the same way that we're all talking about Mm -hmm. immigration. Far more personal for them, far more important Mm -hmm. the things that get decided uh, and happen. Has this has this inspired a different kind of dialogue inside the house? Absolutely, and I think for starters, I'll say I'm always amazed because, quite honestly, I think they're more in tune with immigration policy and, and news coverage in the country than, than I are, myself right? am. Than we are, right? <laughs> um, and so that being said, they're absolutely in tune with it. And so, particularly back post-election, immediate inauguration, the fear was palpable in the house. Um, moving forward with with uh, rumors of ice sweeps and raids, etc. Again, the fear is palpable. Mm-hmm. And so, all that being said, they know the horror stories and and the rhetoric, and they're they're not that's not foreign to them. No pun intended. And so, what we try to do at Freedom House as, as a staff group, volunteers, etc., is really remind them of um, who we are as American, the values that that we hold dear, and the very essence that you know, as you mentioned earlier in the show, that during the funding crisis. The local community and indeed the U.S. community really rallied around us and helped us raise significant amount of money in that three-month period. And so since then, we continue to keep our residents abreast of all of the events and, and fundraisers and such that are being organized for our benefit, for us to continue to deliver our services. So that way, our residents know, counter to what they're seeing in the news, hearing on TV, reading, et cetera, that the America we know and believe in, generally speaking, right, um, is counter or opposite to to what they're reading and hearing on the on the airwaves and so that that does give them some hope right and the people that continue to come in and volunteer also you know that sense of of welcoming and letting them know that again simply that they have a role here and that we will continue to welcome them yeah have you seen a difference in the way that uh that the asylum process unfolds yet uh, under the trump administration i mean they haven't said anything specific mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Uh, asylum seekers, but they have talked a lot about refugees. And there's no question that this administration says we ought not be accepting as many refugees as we historically have. Um, have we seen, uh, you know, e- even in small ways, maybe a cooling off of that welcoming attitude toward the people who are in limbo, right, who are right. here trying to get asylum, waiting for it to come through, uh, are they in more jeopardy now than before? I think one thing that's been consistent over the past three years or so is the delays. And quite frankly, they're only getting worse. As I said, people are waiting three to five years for a decision. And so throughout that period, while they have asylum seeker status, they're not granted asylum, which, again, as we said, are they're not entitled to supportive services. Um, so that has remained consistent. I think the other thing that is going to be a challenge as we look forward is as the government um, reduces staffing of embassies in other countries. If people can't get visas, they can't flee to come into the United States. Mm-hmm. And so that will certainly put lives at risk when they can't get into the country and then thereby receive our services. Um, and I think the other thing, additionally, with initially post-election inauguration as, as the reference point, is immediately after that, we received an incredible influx in the number of inquiries and people wanting to go to Canada. Mm -hmm. And so the scope of of the services we provide at Freedom House in helping people go to Canada is very limited. And so that being said, even people who are currently in the asylum-seeking process here in the United States were calling, expressing their fear and concern and wanting to go to Canada. And so that, of course, was only, um, I can't think of a more appropriate word, I'm going to say exacerbated, even though it's not that severe, Um, by by 
Justin Trudeau's mentioned that, you know, our, our doors are open. We will welcome right. refugees. People right. literally interpreted that as, you know, open borders, Come here. so to speak. Right. And so people were calling saying, I want to go. We explained what the process is. But Trudeau says we can go. The borders are open. And so that, you know, also posed some confusion. And so I guess ultimately nothing concrete yet. It's just a lot of fear and people reacting to that and the continue increasing in length of pending times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is TJ Rogers, a program manager at Freedom House here in Detroit. Uh, we are fundraising our fall fundraiser here at WDET. A little more urgent this year because a change in our funding means that we're going to be more reliant on you, the listeners. You need to step up and support the programming that you hear on WDET. Shows like Detroit Today, shows like Culture Shift or Essential Music with Ann DeLisi all depend really strongly on your contributions. They depend on you being a member here at WDET. Uh, while we're raising those funds, we also want to put the spotlight on other nonprofits in our community and talk about the roles that they play. Today we are spotlighting Freedom House, which welcomes asylum seekers from around the world and tries to help them, first of all, adapt to life here in America, but then also attain that legal status that will protect them from going back to places where they face persecution, in some case face execution or death. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, talk about immigration, talk about refugees, talk about the role that you see them playing here in southeast Michigan, uh, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work you into the conversation. Uh, TJ, I want to talk about two Two people who are residents at Freedom House who I had a chance to meet mm -hmm. last week. Right. Uh, they're winners of the 2017 Hatch Detroit contest, which we, which they hold each year to give a, a potential business a, a, a break, give them some an infusion of cash and and some support to figure out how to open a business and keep it going. The winners this year were Hamisi Mamba. Uh, and Nadia Najimbir, who are East African refugees living at Freedom House. Uh, I, I was, first of all, really moved by the story that brought them to America. But then I was also, of course, quite moved by their motivation, the idea that they had endured all of these things and all of this sort of trial over a long period of time in their lives to get themselves and their, their children here to America. But that they turned around and said, well, let's start a business. I mean, there's something intrinsically American, I think, about that. Absolutely. I think, you know, I, I was just having a conversation with, with Mamba the other day and Nadia. And um, as you said, it took the, the American story, right? And in, in speaking with him, he said that his motivation for wanting to start this business of course, to support his family and, and bring East African culture into Detroit, et cetera, but um, to let other refugees and immigrants in the community know that they have a place here, that just because they're in, in a new place without connection to resources, networks, et cetera, that their dream is still achievable. They shouldn't give up on that. Mm -hmm. And so specifically, I have a, a quote, a poster in, in my office with a quote by Nelson Mandela, to be free, for to be free is not merely to cast off one's chains, but to live in such a way that enhances the freedoms of others. I think yeah. I misquoted that, but along those lines. <laughs> um, 
And so I, I, ted, I said to him after our conversation that he is the embodiment of that quote because he and his wife fed, fled this fear, came to United States, sought the legal status they needed, went through the hard work, and then are again conquering that fear and choosing not to let fear conquer them and continue to achieve their dream. And they want to continue to do that to inspire others to do the same. And yeah. so he's not only casting off his chains, metaphorically speaking, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but doing that in, in respect to do, hope to do that for other people. Right. And so, you know, that being said, going back to something that you mentioned earlier in the show, I think that, and, and what, what President Fox has said, that immigrants, newcomers, et cetera, are generally new, uh, business creators here in the United States. That's and right. so this, this is case in point. Mm-hmm. And so anybody who says otherwise need not look any further than here in Detroit. And, and indeed, the role that Freedom House plays in helping make that possible, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Christina in Salem. Christina, welcome to Detroit today. Hi, thanks. Hi. Um, I studied abroad this summer with Oakland University, and I was able to go to Greece to study the refugee crisis and the economic crisis occurring in the country right now. And I spent two and a half weeks going in and out of refugee camps and talking to people, listening to their stories, and really hearing why they were there and the things and the help that they needed. And to understand that these people are all just people, human beings like you and I who experience the trauma and who need help and who need assistance and asylum is essential in the world moving forward because the world only moves in one direction, which is forward. And when we understand that as a society, it helps prevent things like neo-Nazi campaigns and um, terrible, terrible things happening around the world. And right now, especially with hurricanes and things like that happening it's essential it's more essential than ever to have compassion yeah. toward one another yeah christina thanks very much for the call and and the very on point comments go ahead uh, tj yeah christina i think you hit the nail on the head there i think what it all boils down to is um we're all just people right and so recognizing the situations that are forcing people to flee right they're leaving behind their whole life their family in most cases their culture, their language, perhaps their religion, their way of life, their profession, their education, etc. And to come to a country where you don't know what your future holds, I think that that is the definition of courage and, again, belief in the American dream and that it's possible. And so, you know, I, I could easily, well, not easily, but I could try to sit here and throw out a bunch of numbers at you about the economic value that immigrants play in the community because there's no doubt that they do. But, again, recognizing the, the human element the human dignity, the compassion, and who we are as a country and welcoming people to, into into our country. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like what the president is saying is really changing that or maybe it's awaking that mm-hmm. sense of welcome in all of us? You know, I think it's a bit of both. Um, but in, in Deb, our executive director, I'm using what she says all the time, I'm an eternal optimist. Mm-hmm. And so I think <laughs> Regardless of, of what the administration is saying, the fact that people are still willing to take the risk to come into the country is an affirmation that um, for as much work as we have to do here in the country, that the American dream is still alive and people are willing to um, quite literally risk their lives to attain it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. T.J. Rogers, program manager at Freedom House. As always, it's great to talk to you here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having us. Appreciate you. All right. That's going to do it for us today. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. In the meantime, go to WDET.org. Become a first-time contributor. 
renew, or increase your support for WDET. This is 1019 WDET, Wayne State's, or Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.